The leaving cert is stressful enough at the best of times, but trying to prepare when you haven't been in school for weeks, you don't know when your exams are going to be, or if you'll be able to start college in the autumn, is really hard. Not forgetting the Debs, a celebratory holiday, or a ceremonial goodbye to teachers and classmates. There's a lot to process. Hello, thanks for joining me again today for the You OK podcast. I hope you are OK. I think a lot of us woke up yesterday with the sense of, right, here we go again. It's all sort of started to get a little Groundhog Day-ish, I think, at the moment. But look, however you're feeling, I'm really glad you've decided to check in with us. Today, I'm joined by Pather Maxwell, who works as a senior psychologist in the HSE's Primary Healthcare Centre in Wexford. And as part of his work, Pather has a lot of interaction with young people and their parents. So we decided to have a chat about what Leaving Cert students are going through at the moment. Pather has some really good advice for how parents can support Leaving Cert students in managing the challenges of these uncertain times. And he also shares a really nice technique for helping to keep the lines of communication open. The Leaving Cert, we have created it into such a ritual, such a, such a passage in our culture. The reaction that we're getting is actually unusual. I mean, we're not hearing as much as one might think about anger and frustration and throwing the towel in. There's a little bit of that going on, but we're hearing an awful lot of, let's get on with it. Um, I don't want to get involved in the politics of it. Um, one kid put it really, really nicely when he said that he thought now was a good time for the grown-ups to model coming to terms with something and just accepting it and getting on. There's this theme of almost loss. Um, I mean, nobody has said the word grief to me, but they've talked about this sense of, you know, why my year? Or, um, you know, are we going to have a Debs? Um, what's it going to be like? One, one young boy put it really, really well when he said that at the end of sixth year, there's all this kind of forgiving and forgetting and a hug and the Mm. best of luck to you. And he said, my class is going to miss out on that. You know, I can imagine that those in the Leaving Search year in particular are feeling that tenfold and compounded by the sense of uncertainty in terms of when their exams are and where their life is going. Like you see it as the end of one chapter, but the beginning of another one. We've seen others go through it. I mean, we've seen the photos of our, our parents or our cousins, you know, at their at their Debs and all of this. And, and we want to do those things. And it's normal and natural that they, they would want to do those. I mean, I suppose loss is a complicated thing. And um, when we lose anything, when we lose rituals or we lose um, predictability, it, it, it unsettles us because we like to think of ourselves as these really highly cognitive creatures. And of course we are, but we're also driven by emotion. Mm. And, uh, and, and all of these things have a very emotive quality to them. And, and when they're taken away, we do to some extent move into this idea that my feelings are taking over. And, and something that can really help us with that is to develop a story around it. What's my narrative? What's my story of, of my confinement, of my lockdown? Or, and, um, and how do I develop a story around the things that I did and the, the new rituals that I created, whether it's Zooming or WhatsApping or yoga online or mm. studying uh, a different way? I can imagine there are a lot of parents of Leaving Cert students listening, thinking, I don't know 
whether I, every time I ask them, are they OK? They're saying, oh, I'm grand or yeah. equally, I don't know whether I should mention it, whether I should leave it. Are we talking about it too much? Are we not talking about it enough? Like, it's very difficult mm. to know how to support yeah. um, children going through these sort of extenuating circumstances and absolutely, you know, unprecedented circumstances like these. What yeah. what advice do you have? I would remind parents that that what you've just described is difficult in the best of times, because when we speak with adolescents, motivation um, is a really big thing. So when we speak to them, we can't corner them and talk to them about something. And equally, when they're open to talk to us about something, that's golden. Go mm-hmm. for it if you can. If you can, drop what you're doing. If you can't, certainly come back to it. So, so when they're ready to talk, certainly engage with it. Um, but when we do approach um, our kids, we can use something called PACE, so P-A-C-E. It stands for playfulness, acceptance, curiosity, and empathy. And, and PACE is a way of kind of thinking and feeling and relating that is safe, that isn't just um, person-centered, it's, it's person-specific. So when we use playfulness, for example, we might introduce a sense of lightness in talking about the leaving search or all of this uncertainty. We might, we might try to manage our own anxiety and and, and, and take a couple of deep breaths before we, we, we approach um, our young person. Acceptance is about kind of accepting one's own feeling or the feelings of others. And, and it doesn't mean accepting it in a way that lets us be hurtful to ourselves or another person. But, but it's a way of saying that your inner life, however you're feeling, if you're feeling, oh, I hate the government, I hate my school, I hate my year, or if you're saying to yourself, I'm secretly delighted. I don't ever want to get back to normal. I'm, I'm thrilled to be out of that place. All of that is okay. None of that is right or wrong. Curiosity is the foundation of problem solving. And I would say to, to parents approaching their, their young people to, to remain curious about what, what's going on for them. How are they feeling? And to ask them, you know, what is it that's bothering you? Is there anything bothering you? And of course, always use empathy. So, so empathy is about trying to make a connection and, and to, to, to acknowledge feeling, but then to, to express and recognize that you're acknowledging the other person's feeling. If we use that with the young person, we might um, try to say, I'm not going to come in and problem solve this for you. You might say that in advance. You might say, I'm going to come in and just allow you to feel and maybe mirror back those feelings to check in that, that you, you know where they're coming from. You know what they're worried about. Um, and then maybe move on to problem solving. So by taking that approach of being playful, accepting even the negative or uncomfortable feelings, um, staying curious, and always using empathy um, in advance of problem solving, we're more likely to have a young person who feels like we're really listening to them rather than just coming in as someone older, smarter, trying to solve their problems. In terms of just the sheer practicalities of people not really knowing when exams are, but feeling this, you know, potential pressure to, to in inverted commas, keep studying. I mean, at this rate, yeah. God, you'd be burnt out if you were studying all the time that these these people have been at home, you know. But have oh, yeah. you any advice around how you can tackle that, how you can be uncertain of when the deadline is? Because often we work to a deadline. We think I have to study mm-hmm. this in X amount of weeks how people can manage that, how young people can tackle that or how we as adults in their lives can support them in that. Even if you don't have a great relationship uh, with your school or your principal or your teacher, you might very well 
um, do make contact with your school and find out what they're saying because they're thinking and talking about it. Teachers are having staff meetings and they're talking and sol problem solving around this. They're primed to do their leaving cert in, in X amount of time. And there's nothing worse than being primed to do something and somebody saying, oh, no, we want you to wait now for two months. That's very, very difficult. Yeah. So I would say just be kind to yourself. Um, allow yourself to have some structure and allow yourself to have some time throughout your days and your weeks where you're exercising, you're having fun. It, it's that kind of healthy mix of work, rest and play. Yeah. Um, keeping those things in mind where you're, there's some connection constantly with the subjects that you're doing in school. And, and that could be perhaps doing the subject quite differently. I know one youngster is doing Spanish and uh, he's following a Spanish YouTuber. Um, <laughs> you know, other kids are looking at the film version of books that they have. Yeah. So maybe finding ways that don't feel like they're dragging out the academic part of your life too much, but staying connected. It's that balance of kind of staying connected with, with the schoolwork. The other thing I would say for families is, of course, it's really, really important for families to spend time together, but to balance that with time apart. And, and, and I know that can be difficult depending on our accommodation, but if it's possible that, that in this time that there's that balance of family time, whether that's meals or playing a game together, but also that young people do require quite a lot of, uh, of, of, of privacy. Uh, some, many people have said they've been cocooning uh, for, for years now, but, but also um, to really trust yourself, to trust yourself that you can get through this and to try to, to imagine, like, what would be the best case scenario for me? What would that look like? And it doesn't mean that you have to do the best case scenario, but it could mean that by imagining it, I'm reaching towards something. I get up at a decent time. I, I, I have some structure around when I study. And to remember that to be creative, that you need to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us are afraid to be vulnerable during this time because it is an emergency. Mm -hmm. But but it does bring out the vulnerability in a lot of us. And you can't really be creative without being vulnerable. So being vulnerable might, might mean um, asking for help and accepting help. It might be saying, I just don't know how to organize my day. It might be uh, saying, I just can't do any of it today. I need to do something else. And you go for a walk with a parent or something. As much as obviously trying to imagine what the most kind of positive version of this would look like and trying to sort of build that in. I was chatting to a Leaving Cert student earlier in the week and they were sort of saying that they found it useful to go. They have an uncle who they particularly get on with and really trust and to sense check their worst case scenario with him to be like, look, what I'm really worried about is like worst case scenario. And I know it may sound a bit out there, but this and laid it out. And they were able to trust him when he said back to them, listen, a lot of that absolutely not going to happen. So don't worry. You, th yes. that, that stuff you don't need to worry about. This stuff, you, maybe, yeah. maybe part of this might happen. But to get to kind of use your support structures to help reassure you if you're spiralling a little bit. We could look at the things that we're really worried about and say, well, what's the evidence that that thought is true? It might be true. Mm. Um, but what's the evidence that it is or that this thing could actually pan out this way? There is a kind of a myth out there that that worrying is really good for us. It kind of and, and worry some worrying is good for us, but it's never really good for us. Um, if we stay too much in the worrying mode, it kind of eats away at our energy. Mm. Um, whereas if we move more 
into the zone of taking some action. And we can do that by saying, well, what would I tell a friend? Yeah. Um, you know, what, if a friend was in this situation, he was worried, what would I say to him or her? Or as you just said, you know, speak to someone whose opinion you trust, someone who's listening to you, really listening to you, and you trust their opinion. And to move away from that kind of automatic uh, negative thought that we might, we might fall into. It's normal and natural that we will experience stress throughout this time of confinement. And sometimes it's nice to have something really practical that you can do. Uh, and in the HSC, we run Stress Control, which is a course that, that adults from, you know, young adults all the way through adulthood can take. So you don't have to be a student, you don't have to be a parent. But I think that Stress Control could be really, really important or useful to a Leaving Cert student and or their parent together or separately. And we would normally deliver that in the community. But at the moment, the HSC and the NHS across the island of Ireland are offering stress control online. So somebody can go to stresscontrol.org or they can just type in stress control 2020 and they can actually take that course online free of charge. And I think it could be a really good practical help to this year's leaving students and, and their parents. And if you want to find out more about that programme Pather mentioned, you can head over to stresscontrol.org. They may be in the middle of the programme at the moment, but you can join in now and get what you missed at the end or alternatively just wait until the next series starts. I think it's such a natural reaction to want to fix problems for the people that we love, particularly children and young adults. But sometimes we forget the power of listening or finding out just what is bothering somebody rather than assuming that we know what's on their mind. And I think those principles Pather mentioned of playfulness, acceptance, curiosity and empathy are really useful in, you know, not only guiding us in communications with those that we want to create a like a safe and secure connection with, but also for us as individuals to help us to understand what's going on for us or to help us, you know, process how we're feeling about something. If you are a Leaving Cert student listening to this, I'm really sorry that things are up in a heap at the moment. I'm sure it's not easy. When I was a teenager, I couldn't wait for exams to be over. So I know I'd really have struggled with this. I hope you found Pather's advice useful. And if you are finding it tough, please talk to a parent or any adult that you trust in your life. I'm Jan Lianagon. We'll talk again tomorrow. And in the meantime, take care.